What is going on, everyone? Welcome into the Dynasty Pod. Today, we have got an excellent mock draft here for you. Sam, we're, we're in mock draft season. We're kicking it back into gear now. This is the time where everyone wants to know where all these rookies are going to go. And uh, we've got a mock draft simulation here with some landing spots that'll that'll spice things up. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I mean... Obviously, it's hard to do a rookie draft without really having any idea where some of these players are going to land. So we're going to do, you know, a mock draft of some potential landing spots. We'll probably mix it up in future mocks and stuff and have different landing spots. And hopefully that'll give you guys a good kind of general vibe of how we feel about these players. And we'll really prepare you uh, coming into your rookie draft. Um, And then we'll probably do a bunch of mock drafts once we actually know the landing spots, of course. Yeah, so today is going to be a two-round mock. It is going to be super flex, tight end premium. That's our standard league settings, so we're going to run with that. For today, like Sam said, we'll be switching it up and changing, so we'll be doing different formats as well. So uh, before we get started here, Sam, Super Bowl's coming up. Who you got? Chiefs or the Eagles? Wow, I I honestly haven't even thought about it much. <laughs> I think um, I think I want to pull for the Eagles just because I really like Jalen Hurts, uh, and that's more fun than Patrick Mahomes winning again. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think that's who I want to win. Um, as far as predicting, I probably I don't like picking against Patrick Mahomes. I'd probably just pick the Chiefs if I had yeah. to pick one. <laughs> I think I think it's gonna be a a good game regardless, but I gotta. Yeah, got to root for AJ Brown, you know. Yes, yeah. Kinda. Did we get? Uh, did we win that bet? Yeah, we we definitely won. So we okay. we Excellent. for all the listeners right now, we we had an AJ Brown top ten receiver bet going into the year uh, with two of our other league mates, and we we slammed that out of the park. So, all right, let's start off though. What everyone's here for, the mock draft. So right now you can, I'll be scrolling through. You guys can see the uh, landing spots as I'm looking through players. Uh, But Sam, I went first in our last mock. I was looking back at it and I will let you go first now. Mm. So this is going to be a super flex tied in premium format. That's, you know, the format we use in most of our leagues. Uh, Typically, in a format like that, you know, you really are going to be looking at quarterback at the top of the draft because quarterbacks are so valuable. You know, even somebody like Mac Jones or Kenny Pickett is going to cost you probably a first-round pick at least in a dynasty league like this. That being said, I'm not sold on any of these quarterbacks too much, I think, to go uh, to go quarterback at the beginning. I mean, I'm looking at some of these landing spots. Bryce Young with the Colts. Bill Levis with the Seahawks. C.J. Stroud with the Texans. No, there's not an inc- absolutely incredible landing spot. You know, I think my favorite landing spot for a fantasy quarterback right now is, like, Panthers, C.J. Stroud. I think that could be a really good spot. But, um, yeah, no, nothing's dropping off the board for me so i'm gonna look to really the guy that is gonna go probably first in almost every 2023 rookie mock 
Ben's Bijan. So I'm going to look and see where Bijan was picked. He was picked by the Baltimore Ravens, a team that we know loves to run the ball, has a ton of success running the ball. J.K. Dobbins with, you know, uh, an injured leg limping down the field was still producing huge games last year for the the Ravens. Now, obviously, Bijan's going to come into probably a little bit of a timeshare. I don't. I think that they are still going to give J.K. Dobbins some run if they pick Bijan. But as the year goes on, I expect him to really take over that backfield to the point that um, J.K. probably becomes more of a change of pace or backup if that's the case. So. Yeah, I'm going to take B. John Robinson. I think that's a great landing spot for him. Uh, I, I think it's great uh, because in addition to his running skill, he's got a lot of pass-catching ability, so he's going to be really another receiving weapon for Lamar as well. Hopefully, Well, hopefully Lamar. Yeah. <laughs> now, hopefully he's still on the Ravens next year. Yeah, and as a Ravens fan, I, I don't know, and this is something that's been mocked a lot, is Bijan to the Ravens. And I don't necessarily know how to feel because – Bijan is an amazing talent. He's excellent. Such a, a great prospect that doesn't come around often. Uh, yet, you've seen running backs in the Ravens system work, and they don't have to be these top-tier talented guys. So do the Ravens want to to get a high-end running back that will work just as well as a, a third-round pick? Because, I mean, we'll, we'll see later on, but some of the depth in this running back class is, is great. But Bijan will be a phenomenal uh, fantasy player for the Ravens. I mean, that that offense is, is just great at running. Even with the offensive coordinator change, I don't expect them to to let up in the, the run game at all. So, yeah. Yeah, no, I agree with what you're saying. Just from a team perspective, it um, – yeah, because if you're going to take someone right like Bijan, I think you're really saying that – and he, he has to be the guy, in my opinion, if you're going to take Bijan. I mean, you've got to give him the majority of the snaps, you know. And so it, it does seem unfortunate for them to put guys like J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards really to a backup role. So, yeah. But we'll see, you know. It'll be interesting to see. I I think it would be a surprise to me if they took Bijan, but you're right, it has been mocked a lot of places. So. Yeah. All right, so next up here... Uh, one of the most normal picks you'll see at the two, uh, if it's not a quarterback, is Jameer Gibbs. And looking at his landing spot, he went in the near the back of the second to the Buccaneers, which is not a terrible landing spot because you've got Rashad White there. Uh, Leonard Fournette uh, probably won't be there. Uh, Tom Brady's not there, so you don't know what's going on with quarterback. So... That's more of an uncomfortable pick for me. Uh, so I'm looking here at the receivers and quarterbacks, and uh, I'm not exactly overly thrilled about the uh, the receiver landing spots. So I will go with C.J. Stroud, who was taken number two overall to the Texans. I will go with C.J. Stroud there. So I think... Uh, you know, C.J. Stroud, we just did our, our quarterback episode. It was my quarterback one. You know, I think the Texans got some some good young players uh, at receiver with Nico Collins, Sean Mechie. They'll almost definitely look to, to add some players, whether that's in free agency or in the draft later on in the rounds. So, you know, I think it's a, a good young developing player. And I, I think... 
overall, it's a better spot than uh, Indianapolis in terms of weapons. So, we'll go CJ Stroud there, and then back to you, Sam. So, we, we've both taken two, yeah. guy, two guys drafted to our teams here in the first two Yeah, we, but, but opposite. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but we did. Um, and you, you mentioned CJ Stroud having more weapons for the Texans, and I think part of that is... Well, actually, yeah, in this mock draft, they, they I don't see them taking a first-round wide receiver. So, CJ Stroud going to the Texans and them not taking another receiver in the first round, um, to me, that's going to be a pretty, a relatively weak wide receiver core, just because I think Brandon Cooks is going to move on, and you're going to have, hopefully, a healthy John Mechie, but, I mean, it will essentially be his rookie season coming off of leukemia treatment. Nico, who is good, but really not a one, in my opinion. Um, and then really nobody else beyond that. So, so, in my opinion, I think Bryce Young has the better wide receiver core, just with the landing spots we're seeing here. Um, now, yeah, because I don't I don't see any, really any wide receivers being taken for the Texans, and yeah. none of the second, third. So, it looks like they would they probably, in this case, try to keep Brandon Cooks, I'm guessing, you know, if this is kind of how the draft goes for them. But Bryce Young would be coming in with, um, you know, Paris Campbell and uh, a bunch of other, you know, uh, you know, I always blank on people's names. Michael, Michael Pittman, Pittman Jr. there. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so they've got some some good wide receivers there already. I like Bryce Young's talent a little bit more than C.J. Stroud, like we said in the last episode. So this is pretty typical for us. I think we're both taking um, our preferred quarterback here. Now, I do think that the Seahawks for Will Levis is a great landing spot for him. Obviously, they have an incredible wide receiver core. But I'm not willing to bank a third no, third overall pick, rookie draft pick, on Will Levis. There's just too much uncertainty there for me. So I'm going to go Bryce Young to the Colts at the 103. Yeah, and I mean, that that's a, another reasonable pick. I know you're you're the big Bryce Young guy compared to me, so... Now, this is another tough one here. I'm still not looking running back. Uh, I'm also not going to be taking Will Levis here. Um, Anthony Richardson went at 18 to the Lions, which is slightly intriguing. But I am going to go with a receiver here. And uh, we can see that Jackson Smith and Jigba went 21 to the Chargers. Uh, Jalen Hyatt, 24. Um... But uh, I, I got to take my guy, even though I'm not as thrilled because I, I have no clue what the Panthers are doing at quarterback. Jordan Addison, my wide receiver one. So, yeah, I got got to go with Jordan Addison here because top 10, top 10 pick we, we've seen. You know, if you're top 10 pick, you're going to get that capital, the production. Love the talent as well. So Jordan Addison is going to be the wide receiver two for the Panthers and my fourth overall pick in this draft. I think the top 10 draft capital for Jordan Addison is great. as yeah. But um, it's going to be a question of who's throwing those passes to him. You know, in this, this draft, I don't see them taking a quarterback. So it's going to be, you know, Sam Darnold. Now, that being said, Sam Darnold, I think, made DJ Moore look pretty good last year when he was in. So, mm-hmm. you know, I think that there's, that there's a chance Jordan Addison does produce really well still 
even with kind of their current quarterback situation, and maybe they look to bring in a free agent or something too. Yeah, maybe someone like Jimmy um, G. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so let's see. So that leaves me. I, I agree. You know, normally I would take Jameer Gibbs, but I kind of agree. In a Tom Brady less Tampa Bay Bucks, I think they're going to be in a more of a rebuild this next year. Uh, Jameer Gibbs, the most exciting thing about him is his pass catching ability. We haven't really seen much of Kyle Trask, if that's who they their quarterback is, you know, or if they bring in a free agent. Um, he, he's going to be competing with the best receiving back from last year with Rashad White. So really, they would have two kind of premium receiving backs in this scenario. Um, which is probably what, it's probably pretty unlikely that they make this pick. But that being said, you know, we're going to go based off of this mock. So, I, you know, I'm going to not I'm not going to go Jameer Gibbs. I think that would have been an exciting backfield for them. But um, I think there's a better something more interesting to me, to me still on the board. That would be my top wide receiver going to the Chargers, which I think is a great landing spot. So I'm going to go with Jackson Smith and Jigba. He went uh, 21st in the in the draft to the San, Di- San Diego Ch- or Los Angeles Chargers. Yeah, geez, I'm still adjusting to that. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, catching passes from Justin Herbert. And it, it, he's would be essentially coming in to take over the Keenan Allen role, in my opinion. You know, he's coming in as the heir apparent to Keenan Allen. Uh, if I can get Keenan, uh, uh, you know, essentially Keenan Allen at the fifth overall pick in a rookie draft, I'd be very happy. So uh, I love Jackson Smith and Jigman. I think that's a great pick for me there. Yeah, I mean, that's that's great. Uh, you definitely helped me out here because I, I like the landing spot a lot for Njigba, but there is a player that I like better that went to another uh, amazing landing spot. And this one might be a little left field here. And we can see uh, Quentin Johnson here at 11 to the Titans. And you're looking at that draft capital. But I'm going, no, no, no. Look at the back here. Pick 30, Zay Flowers to the Chiefs. What a spot for Zay Flowers. I Zay Flowers has been rising on my board. He's my wide receiver, too, in this class. Uh, you've, you've seen it thrown around on Twitter a lot, the Antonio Brown comparisons. Uh, a lot of... A lot of the uh, flashy tape for him, and he, he's got some drop problems. But man, Patrick Mahomes throwing to Zay Flowers, and listen, we we did it last year with uh, Sky Moore, going oh he doesn't have too much guys to to leap over. But Sky Moore was a second round pick, <laughs> relegated to punt return. I don't think Zay Flowers is going to be that guy, you know. So I I do see Zay Flowers if he's taken in the first round here which obviously a lot of uh mocks like to to have the chiefs going receiver and they never do but if if this is truly the landing spot and that's what we're going with here give me zay flowers because that that would be dynamite for fantasy i love zay flowers too i think he um he projects more as like a T.Y. Hilton than an Antonio Brown to me. You know, I think he's going to be a little bit more limited than an Antonio Brown overall. Um, And yeah, uh, you know, before, I'd say last year, the Chiefs landing spot. I'm sorry, I feel like I'm poo-pooing every single one of your picks. I'm just trying to provide (laughs) some additional opinion. (laughs) But uh, no, I think that I love Zay Flowers. Obviously, the Chiefs are a great landing spot. I would personally be a little scared 
for what you just said because I was a huge Sky Moore guy last mm-hmm. year. Drafted a lot of Sky Moore and was pretty disappointed. So, right, and and they've tried with the speed wide receiver, three. I mean, really, uh, three, four times now. You know, they've, they've tried Nicole, they've tried Kadarius Tony, they've tried uh, Sky Moore. Nobody has really fully replaced Tyreek Hill yet. Nobody's come into that full role. So, will it be Zay Flowers? If it is, what a steal, obviously, right? Yeah. I mean, Tyreek Hill is probably a top five dynasty wide receiver even still today. So, <clears throat> love that pick. Um, yeah. This is tough. This is tough. So, Jameer Gibbs still on the board. I will say, even with the landing spot, I think Jameer Gibbs has an Alvin Kamara level talent. That's the comp you're going to see everywhere. Um, <clears throat> I think his talent is is far above Rashad White. I think it easily he could easily come in and be... You know, and Alvin Kamara, while Rashad White is is kind of more of a change of pace guy, for the Tampa Bay Bucks. So that is still really tempting to me, just because of the talent. I never want to let somebody fall too far down my board that I really believe in the talent just because of landing spot. Right? Mm-hmm. No landing spot matters, but at the end of the day, these guys get traded. You know, they get moved around. Like team situations change completely. Our expectation of what the Bucks is today could be completely different tomorrow, right? So I, 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 that's always something I like to keep in the back of my mind in a rookie draft, and I recommend it to you guys too, is obviously take a landing spot into account, but at the end of the day, I mean, there's people, there's going to be guys who the talent is going to win out no matter what, right? So, I, you know, I think people, for example, were worried about Jamar Chase because, oh, they already have T. Higgins, or they were worried about Justin Jefferson, but those guys have... Obviously, shown, um, you know, eventually the talent wins. Um, and I don't like the t- the Titans landing spot for Quentin Johnston. I really don't like that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't know who their quarterback's going to be. Maybe it's Trey Lance. That's been floated. Maybe it's still Ryan Tannehill. If it's Malik Willis, I don't want anything close. I don't want to do any. I don't want anything to do with him. Also, Traylon Burks went there last year, and I think so. It's interesting that they would go big-bodied wide receiver again, mm-hmm. but that would be—I um, I mean, it'd be quite a receiving core with Traylon Burks and Quentin Johnston. They'd be pretty stacked. But uh, it's, he's going to go in a lot of competition with Traylon Burks, who I, who I like more than Quentin Johnston, I would say. So here leaves me in a bit of a pickle. Uh, I'm actually just—I think I'm going to go Will Levis here. Uh, the Ooh, Seahawks wow. is a great landing spot. I've, I, I said this in our last episode. I was pleasant. I was surprised in a positive way with the potential with Will Levis. I think if he comes into a system where he's already on a pretty good, good team and he has a great coaching staff like the Seahawks, he's going to have the best um, potential to develop. And so, if Will Levis lands in a, in a good supportive landing spot like this i am interested so i'm gonna take will levis here yeah i mean it's tough to argue with with the uh the top five draft capital so uh now see i'm i'm in a a bit of a interesting pickle here i agree with you not the biggest fan of quentin johnson uh to the titans here uh, we've got Michael Mayer going to the Packers, but with Rodgers, every day that goes by, it's more likely that he's not going to be a Packer. 
you've got Anthony Richardson here to the Lions again. Um, other receivers in the first, Jalen Hyatt to the Jaguars, which is a little surprising, especially with Calvin Ridley, Christian Kirk, Zay Jones um, getting kind of buried there on the depth chart. Uh, Kayshawn Boutte goes in the first here, stays in Louisiana, going to the Saints. That's that's interesting. Uh, man, I I agree with you. I think you know Jameer Gibbs here is uh, it's too too good to pass up on. You know I I agree with you. Definitely a better talent than Rashad White. Even though I did like Rashad White coming out, but Jameer Gibbs mm -hmm. is definitely a way better back than him, so he he should have no problem securing the the lead role there. So I will go Jameer Gibbs. Yeah, that's I, that's a good pick. Obviously, that's a little you know I was almost there last time, so I was hoping you were going to say I'm not going to take Jameer Gibbs, so I could take him. <laughs> But uh, because because yeah, you know that that does leave me with do I you know do I get scared off by Quentin Johnston despite having you know this high draft capital? Uh, obviously, you know I I was somebody who got scared off by the situation for um, and my my brain is not working today. Who did the who did the Commanders take last. Jahan Dotson. Jahan yeah. Dotson. I was scared off by Jahan Dotson because he was coming into a situation across Terry McLaurin, right? So this would be pretty similar to that to me. Mm -hmm. First round draft capital, questionable quarterback situation, coming in across you know, somebody actually even less established than, than Terry McLaurin, but who I really liked what he put on tape last year with Traylon Burks. He looked really good when he was healthy. Um, so... No, and obviously Jahan Dotson played well. So getting scared off by that when he's a first-round draft capital wide receiver would probably be unwise. Some other first-round wide receivers, just so you guys kind of know who's on out there, Ishan Butte to the Saints. So he'd be coming. The Saints would be another team drafting another wide receiver. Obviously, this draft is kind of matching what we've seen in the NFL of teams going after wide receiver talent as the new premier position, yeah. right? Trying to get that cheap rookie contract for wide receivers instead of backs or quarterbacks or anything like that. Anything like that. I I like that trend. I think that that's that this mock draft hits that well. Also, Jalen Hyatt to the Jags is interesting, coming in as uh, as a weapon for Trevor Lawrence along with Calvin Ridley uh, and Christian Kirk there. So that would be very interesting. I do really like Jalen Hyatt. Now. But there's a guy on here whose landing spot I really like and whose talent I also really like. And that's going to be another running back. I see down here Devon Achane to the Cowboys. Uh, <laughs> and <laughs> and yeah. I, I, I just, I love Devon Achane. He has, I mean, Olympic level speed, this guy. He's, he's incredibly dynamic. And, you know, I, I'm assuming this is a situation where they cut Zeke 
and go with uh, go with maybe Pollard and A Chain, yeah, or something like that. It, even if they can keep Pollard, so I mean they're gonna have to. So you know they're going into a very interesting running back situation next year. But I don't think they have Zeke and Pollard. But I think A Chain either walks into he's gonna walk into what Tony Pollard has been uh, over the last couple of years, and I think that A Chain to me is more dynamic, faster, more exciting than Tony Pollard. So. I, I love that landing spot. Um, I I love that talent. So so yeah, I'm gonna go Devon H in there. Yeah, uh, unbelievable pick. Definitely looking at that as one of my next picks. Uh, the the landing spot and the, the talent kind of just fits quite right for me. So really good. Mm, I agree. Good there. We're, while you poo poo my picks, I will praise yours because they are <laughs> so. Uh, no, but it's actually it's nice because we we tend to agree a lot on yes on yeah, things. So, that's true. so when, whenever we disagree, it, it's almost refreshing in a way. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah. But I do like Zay Flowers, so to be fair, so man, we're um, anyways. we're sitting here in the back of the first, and Quentin Johnson is still there as the eleventh pick. Yeah, at some point you have to. <laughs> yeah, and I would even say, you know, you you compared um, the situation to Jahan Dotson. I would say even more so, maybe like a Drake London, where he goes into a role where he, clearly the Titans need receiver. You know, it yeah, they oh, have definitely. Traylon Burks, and that and that's about it, and nothing else. Yeah, and uh, Drake London goes went into a situation last year where. A, you don't know what what the situation with the quarterback is. You don't know if they're going to keep Tannehill or not. Um, move on from him. So there's that, and then drafting a, a bigger body guy when you already have one, where you know Kyle Pitts, Drake London, similar size and whatnot. So it, it's like that. And uh, listen, the draft capital is great, but it's it's just tough for me to buy into the player when I. I just I, I really fear that Quentin Johnson is going to be one of those bust guys because not everyone's going to hit, you know, in the first round. You mm-hmm. got a lot of receivers here, and I, I like the talent more. Um, but just to backtrack with what you said about Will Levis in the good coaching, good weapons, um, copy and paste that, but with Anthony Richardson to the Lions, and that's going to be my yeah. pick. Anthony Richardson yeah. going 18 to the Lions with that amazing offensive pick. line. Uh, good, just a, a really good place to develop a quarterback right now. I think it, it's a, a very great environment to be. So we'll see. You know, they've had Jared Goff. He's Jared Goff has looked good, you know, at times. So Anthony Richardson, whether he sits a year behind Jared Goff and develops or at some point we see him. I think it would be in his benefit to wait a year like Patrick Mahomes, but with, with the talent you can get, you know, with, with this capital, I think the, the fear right now is that maybe we all had, you know, uh, I'm blanking on, on the name of uh, the Titans quarterback. Um, now it's my, my turn to blank. Malik Willis. <laughs> Malik Willis. Uh, Malik Willis was getting drafted as high as number two last year in mocks, and then he fell to the third round. So, yeah. obviously, Anthony Richardson, way different prospect, much much more upside than a Malik Willis. But uh, does he fall? And right now we have this mock to go off of, and he doesn't. He goes at 18, first round capital. So, 
I like Anthony Richardson here. That, that's a great pick. I mean, that's that's something that I, I was definitely going to go if you went Quentin Johnston. So with you going Anthony Richardson, you know, there's some really interesting names further down this draft board as I kind of look. There's some great landing spots. At the end of the day, I can't take somebody with third or fourth round capital in an interesting spot and exciting talent over somebody with who's just picked 111, right? If they're picked with the 11th overall pick, this guy is going to get used. He's going to be featured on that offense. And um, although the Titans aren't an exciting landing spot for me right now, Quentin Johnston does have the ceiling, I think, to be, you know, a really incredible, uh, huge, big body, high point catch, fast. I mean, he so Quentin Johnston, something really cool about him is he, uh, you know, he didn't hit his growth spurt until kind of later in, in high school, later in life. And so he uh, originally kind of was playing as more of a speed wide receiver role where he had to kind of get open with his speed and then became as big as he is. So he has that ability to run those clean routes and, and, and break away from uh, corners as well as uh, catch the 50-50 ball. So to me, I love that combination of skills. Obviously, there's some inconsistency on tape. There's some drops on tape that worry me. He's a little bit unpolished. Uh, he's not as, as you know, um, I would say his skills aren't as fully developed as, as, say, Jordan Addison, who I'd say is, you know, probably perfect on tape as far as catch, catching balls and route running, though he has probably the opposite problem of having a really small frame. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go Quentin Johnston here. Uh the Titans have now a pretty incredible receiving duo of Traylon Burkson uh, and Quentin Johnston. So if they take, if they say, if say this team, you know, sticks with Malik Willis this year, sucks and gets the 101 and gets Caleb Williams or something like that to throw to these guys, all of a sudden you love Quentin, Quentin Johnston. So, uh, so yeah, I th- I'm going to go with Quentin Johnston there with my pick. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely yeah. one of those, those gamble, you know, lottery ticket kind of picks, you know, back of the the first and if it hits it you're gonna you're gonna get it big because you got a, a steal in the draft right yeah absolutely was that the 112 i stopped keeping track of the, what? Uh, that was <laughs> the 111 we are on the 112 111 here. okay so last pick of the first round yeah, goes last, to you last pick of the first round uh all right so right now all of the the quarterbacks that that we would take here in the first are off off the board um, running backs, I still have uh, some running backs I like. Obviously, we are massive tanks, Tank Bigsby fans. But in this mock, he went in the fifth round to the Browns, which is a less than ideal um, landing spot in terms of capital and being stuck behind yeah. Nick Chubb. So, I mean, I'd say yes in terms of capital, but potentially, I mean, with Kareem Hunt walking... Yeah potentially walking into the Kareem Hunt role, you know? Yeah. So I'd say I don't hate that landing spot, but I do, the draft capital is is concerning. Right? Yeah. So right now we're still looking uh, receivers in the first, Jalen Hyatt, Keyshawn Boutte in the second round. We've got Josh Downs to the Browns, which I, I don't hate that. 
uh, Rasheed Rice at 44 to the Falcons. Uh, you, I've been hearing nothing but uh, negative things right now coming out of the Senior Bowl about Rasheed Rice. So that's and I, I haven't done my full evaluation on him. So I'm kind of steering clear of that. Uh, tight ends still have Michael Mayer in the first to the Packers. Luke Musgrave in the second here to the Lions. Um, but I think I'm going to go with running back here. And this is a, a guy that's been getting a lot of hype recently on, on the Twitter and, and everywhere else. And we could see the next uh, Damian Pierce kind of hype level coming for, for Zach Charbonnet here. And he goes in the back of the second to the Buffalo Bills. So kind of like the the uh, Kansas City Chiefs where they keep drafting uh, or mock drafting yeah. re receivers <laughs> in the back of the first. Year after year. <laughs> in the back of the second, you can always expect the Bills to have a running back mock drafted to them uh, yeah. a la James Cook, uh, which was, I think, one of the more heavily mocked uh, spots for them. And now they will get Zach Charbonnet here in the back of the second. And I I like Devin Singletary. We didn't really see much out of James Cook. But I, I don't think that's particularly a tough uh, room to crack open. I'm currently in the middle of my evaluation on Zach Charbonnet. So uh, what, I, what I've seen from him, I do like. My only real concern so far is that, you know, he, he loses a lot of speed when he starts to change direction and um so I, I don't really see the home run plays in the nfl as much but i, I think he's a, a good back could be the the workhorse that they've been wanting uh in buffalo so and i think just in terms of capital for compared to most other players right now probably one of my favorites still left on the board because i i am still scared of you know, I, I don't like, I love Jalen Hyatt, but the landing spot here for me uh, at 24, I, I don't like that Jaguars landing spot. And then Keyshawn Boutte does have some concerns. We haven't seen much of him. So, uh, yeah, my pick here is Zach Charbonnet. And that is the, the final pick of the first round, and we will be doing one more round. And uh, I'll throw it back to you to see who you got. Yeah, should we do a quick rundown of the first before we start the second? Yeah, we could do that. Yeah, so, all right. To start off this mock, we had Bijan going first. He was drafted by the Ravens at 21. And you had C.J. Stroud at 2 to the Texans. You had Bryce Young at 4 to the Colts. Jordan Addison went number 9, I believe. Yep, number 9 to the Panthers. Uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba was the next off the board, and he went 21 to the Chargers. Then you have Zay Flowers, who went 30 overall to the Chiefs, followed by Will Levis, who went 5 overall to the Seahawks. You had Jameer Gibbs, who went in the back of the second to the Buccaneers. Devin A-Chain, also in the back of the second to the Houston, or uh, to the Dallas Cowboys. And then mm -hmm. Anthony Richardson went 18 to the Lions. Quentin Johnson, finally taken off the board, went 11 to the uh, Titans. And then rounding off the first round, we had uh, Zach Charbonnet, who went in the back of the second to the Bills. 
And hopefully, I feel that like it, we might get some some uh, some flack, some guff for the late Quentin Johnston pick there. But you know, maybe it'll change in in, in different in different mock drafts. I think both of us are not as high on Quentin Johnston as perhaps the yeah. rest of the community right now. Um, and I'll say regarding the Zach Charbonnet pick, I, I think that's a great pick. Um, Devin Singletary, unrestricted free agent this year. So, you know, in this scenario, they probably move away from Devin Singletary and go to a Zach Charbonnet, James Cook backfield. I love that landing spot for Zach Charbonnet because his biggest weakness to me is his catching. His hands have never been great in his career. But in this situation, he's really going to be more uh, first and second down running back with James Cook being the third the third down back. Now, obviously, that means his fantasy potential is going to be limited in the NFL. No, right. he, he's not going to be the three down back you're, you're probably going to see from Jameer Gibbs and Ejon Robinson. No, so so that's, that, that, that'd be, that was probably why I was a little bit moving away from him. Because, you know, I really foresee him being in a timeshare with James Cook, not the favorable side of the timeshare to me. Mm-hmm. But his talent is great, and that team is going to score a lot of points. So, yeah, so beginning of the second, there's two first-round wide receivers left on the board. So, uh, you know, somebody we're probably making a Jahan Dotson mistake with one of these two guys mm-hmm. at this point. Um, it's hard to tell who, though, right? At this point, it's really making... A guess on which of these guys is going to be the one to really succeed. Keishon Butte coming in behind Chris Olave. That would be a great receiver core from them uh, as they move on from Michael Thomas to their receiving future. I love Chris Olave, Butte. It's not even so much anything he's done on the field, but I have concerns uh, uh, just with his maturity and off the season, off the field kind of issues that we've seen. His uh, kind of lack of uh, seems like a drive or fire last year, lack of competitiveness. Um, Jalen Hyatt, I think, is a talented wide receiver, but would be coming into a pretty crowded room with Calvin Ridley and Christian Kirk. Um, I think he'd be poten- uh, kind of a speed option for them. I don't know that he would really be the number one there. So to me, I'm going to go down the board to a guy that I, I don't often pick in the first round, but that I do like in the second round, and I like his landing spot a lot here, and that's going to be Sean Tucker. Goes in the back of the third to the Kansas City Chiefs in this mock draft. Uh, and I, I I really like Sean Tucker. Uh, he's a very well-rounded running back. He has hands. He has uh, he's, he's a bowling ball in the field. Is uh, he has that potential to be a three-down back, and really, there's not much competition in Kansas City at this point. You know, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire has really become a backup bench player at this point. Isaiah Pacheco will probably still be used, but I think could be. Uh, you know, he does not have a lot of draft capital, so he could really easily be relegated to a change of pace role. And Sean Tucker uh, really has always looked amazing in college. Now he played in a conference with, where he didn't have a ton of competition. He's incredible vision, quickness, burst, receiving ability, everything you want you want in a, in a, in a running back prospect. So, so I'm going to go 201, Sean Tucker, Kansas City Chiefs. 
Yeah, so now, whereas we did the the old ping pong of who's going to take Quentin Johnson, I think we're we're starting that here with Jalen Hyatt, uh, the player that yeah, we like, the, the landing spot. <laughs> and, uh, you know, right here at pick 202, to get my wide receiver four, even on a, a team where I, I don't like the landing spot, uh, yeah, give me Jalen Hyatt here. I, I think it's enough of a fall for him. Top, you know, 24 pick first round draft capital is good. So, I, I mean, also comparatively to some of the other players, like obviously you were just saying Keyshawn Boutte in the first mm-hmm. year. So that that's another player. Josh Downs is a player I, I like. Um, yeah, I like Josh Downs. I like his landing spot here too to the Browns. Yeah, so... So yeah, there, there's my pick. That'll be Jalen Hyatt finally going off the board. And uh, now you, you've got some some interesting yeah, spots yeah. So that you can... We can move a little bit quicker through the second round now. Try to not uh, you know, be as loquacious on every pick. But uh, I, I'm actually going to go a little bit of a different direction. We haven't had any tight ends picked yet. And even though I see Michael Mayer in here with the first-round capital, obviously Michael Mayer is a great talent, and the Packers historically have been a great landing spot. Another tight end who I really do like and has been rising a lot on boards lately, Dalton Kincaid, went to the Chargers in the second. Uh, And I think that's a very exciting landing spot to me, especially with uh, Justin Herbert being somebody that really likes going to the tight end. I'm going to go Dalton Kincaid with my pick. All right, interesting. I I don't I don't hate it. I don't hate it. Dalton Kincaid in the second. Obviously, Kellen Moore coming over. You saw what he did with Dalton Schultz. Justin Herbert likes throwing to his tight ends. So so that's a it's a really good pick there. And uh, I think right now you're you you set the ball rolling. You're you're starting us starting us off here with the the tight end run, and I think. I do worry about, you know, who's going to be throwing to Michael Mayer. Most likely going to be Jordan Love. But uh, first round capital here, uh, you've got, uh, I'm trying to, I'm blanking on the current uh, Packers tight end. Uh, yeah, I don't think that um, Onion is even going to be there yeah, actually, Onion. Really? Uh, I don't. I don't know. I, I don't remember off the top of my head, but I'm I'm still either way I'm not worried about Robert Tunyon. Uh, uh, yeah, so he so he is a free agent in 2023, or he has the the option to avoid avoid year in 2023. So yeah, so Michael Mayer here, and this is obviously a team where you've got uh, Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs as your two starting receiver, your two uh, lead targets in a passing game. So to add Michael Mayer to that, you know, he could he could soak up a lot of the, the volume and uh I like Michael Mayer here. So the the fall ends for Michael Mayer. I think th- this is a, a good spot to get him, you know. Yeah, absolutely. I think two, early four. second is when I'm gonna look tight end and it's a super flex tight end premium draft. Um late first if I love the landing spot for Michael Mayer, you know. Yeah. Um so me, I, you know, I'm going to make it simple. I'm going to go Keishon Butte here. I, I can't let him fall any further. Now, that being said, 
I, I, I encourage, you know, any listener, you know, thinking about the rookie draft right now to stick to your guns on guys that you like and don't like, because, you know, there's a lot of drafts where it got to the back of the second and I took David Bell because, you know, his ADP was up and I didn't know who else to pick and he sucked just like me and Brendan thought he would, you know? <laughs> so, um, so, you know, I, I, I I encourage you at least at least don't take the guy at ADP if you don't like them. So you know, Kishan Butte is not somebody I love, but you know, middle of the second round to get a first round wide receiver with undeniable talent. It's just going to be a question of can he put it together, and you know, how does he fit in with Chris Olave? Uh, I mean, there's plenty of there's going to be plenty of targets there. There's not anybody else to throw to other than Chris Olave. Kamara is going to be gone soon. I'm sure he's going to be out. A little bit of extra already, um, and a lot of tar- targets are on the way on that team. And Ishan Butte was, you know, potentially a top ten pick before a little bit of a questionable year this year. So, I go Butte yeah. with my pick. Absolutely. And listen, guys, Sam is absolutely right. If you think there is a player that has first round talent, and even if he has, let's say, fifth round draft capital goes to a spot where he's going to be stuck behind an amazing player, you got to take him. You know, if, if you love that guy, and uh, that's exactly what I'm going to do, Sam, because I'm taking Tank Bigsby <laughs> here. I, I like this spot, honestly. I, I, I like it. I like this pick. Listen, we we could go on a... We, we could do an entire podcast for 40 minutes about how much we love Tank Bigsby. So... <laughs> So just look out for that. We'll we'll drop it at some point. <laughs> no, but yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, exactly. Tank Bigsby is an incredible talent here. Uh, obviously, the capital's not great, but uh, you know, I probably could have waited here. But but when when you can get your guy, you know, especially I think some of these landing spots are still interesting. But there's no clear and obvious lock uh, that I would want to take here right now. That's like flying off the off the screen at me so mm-hmm. just to get one of my favorite players in the in the class at two two six i believe is i'll take it yeah i mean you know before we knew his landing spot and draft capital he, you know and kind of rookie mocks right now he's going in the first round late uh late first round early second yeah um so i love this pick here Again, I don't hate this landing spot. Kareem Hunt will probably not be on this team next year. I, I he also loves don't, to run the ball. I don't hate the landing spot as much. Um, it's the capital, yeah. It's the, the capital is really the, the big thing. Fifth round capital but, for a running back is scary. The thing is, though, running backs are getting pushed further and further back in the NFL draft. You know, so there's a lot of data about fourth and fifth round running backs and how they aren't going to be successful that in my mind is no longer relevant. Because running backs just get picked later, right? And so the thing is, to me, fourth and fifth round capital does not mean what it used to two or three years ago even. Mm -hmm. I mean, you just look at Damian Pierce last year. He's the starting running back on a team, a finalist for Offensive Rookie of the Year, and he was picked in the fourth round. So uh, I I don't know. I mean, that's my opinion on it, Brendan. Yeah, no, I I agree with you here. But also that being said, in, in my opinion, there is no chance Tank Bigsby yes. is, is yeah, going yeah, in the yeah. fifth round. I mean, 
I could possibly in this see mock, maybe... he went behind players like Eric Gray. Yeah, Dwayne McBride. I don't see that happening. So realistically, I think the lowest he'll go is Chris maybe... Rodriguez Jr. I've never even heard of that guy. <laughs> yeah, maybe the top of the fourth, like Damian Pierce went uh, last year. But I I see him as a a you know day two um day two pick. So in the second third round. But uh, yeah, I I agree with you. It's the the capital is. I think you can only look at how high someone gets taken now um, for a running back that maybe people expected to be in the fourth round and he goes in the second. So you you look at the the capital jump up, whereas opposed to like capital mm-hmm. falling. Um, but yeah, so if there's a guy that that people thought was going to go in the third, he goes in the fifth. Maybe you still take that guy because he can still be a great player. Um, yeah, and, I mean, we've seen over the last couple of years, Elijah Mitchell, Isaiah Pacheco, Damian mm-hmm. Pierce. I mean, late round running backs these last few years have, have there's been several that have broken out. So Tyler to me, Algier. I think that's kind of a rule. Uh, Tyler Algier, that's a rule that I think it no longer applies, really. So um, now for me, I'm going to take a guy who I really like. Um, I like the landing spot. Another player from the Cleveland Browns. I'm going to go Josh Downs. He went in the second round of the Cleveland Browns here. They get a retry after picking David Snail last year. <laughs> and they get a guy who has much more talent. Josh Downs, I think if it weren't for his size, would easily be a first-round wide receiver. Um, incredibly consistent, dynamic slot receiver uh, who can who can really be a reliable target for Deshaun Watson. They don't really have anybody else past um, Amari Cooper. Donovan Peoples-Jones has shown a little bit here and there, but he's not super exciting to me. I think this is a guy who could be a Tyler Lockett-type player in the in the NFL. Um, and so love Josh Downs to the Browns. He has a good quarterback. Now, the quarterback might not be a good person, but, you know, and his skills are questionable at this point. You know, he was one of the worst quarterbacks in EPA last year. Um, Is he able to put it back together? We'll see, but I'm going to go Josh Downs. Yeah, I I like the pick there. Much, much better pick than than David Bell last year, one of my my most hated, hated players just in terms of talent. Uh, so I think he could be a good wide receiver three stepping in there uh, behind Cooper and Peoples-Jones. <laughs> I don't think he'll be the three, but that's fair. I know you're still a big Peoples-Jones fan. <laughs> uh, all right, so looking here now at some of the guys left, um, we've got in the second round at least, there's still Rasheed Rice, definitely not touching him. Uh, Luke Musgrave to the Lions is an interesting pick. Uh, you know, they don't really have a tight end there. I think Brock Wright, if that's his, I believe that's his name, is uh, the tight end there. Darnell Washington goes to the Jaguars. So presumably uh, Evan Ingram would be gone in this situation, but they do add Jalen Hyatt as well. So that just kind of muddies things up even more. Uh, but I'll, I'll take... Uh, I'll take the last guy here in the second round, who I like. Uh, the other Tennessee receiver, Cedric Tillman, goes 64 uh, that's overall. That's going to be my next pick. To the Bears. And listen, we didn't see much out of Chase Claypool. You've got Darnell Mooney, who's still there, but there, there's no 
I don't think that Cedric Tillman is a, a clear wide receiver one, but you know, in a passing game offense where you don't exactly know where the target share is going to be spread around this offseason, uh, Cedric Tillman being one of those guys, uh, I, I think it's an interesting pick here, especially at the 2-7. Not much to lose here. I like the talent. In terms of draft capital, it's pretty good, and there's nothing else here that's really too enticing for me. So I will go with Cedric Tillman. Yeah, that's that, that's what I was gonna do. That's a good pick. Um, I I agree. I think I you know I haven't watched a lot of tape on on Rishi Rice, but kind of based on what you're saying, he is giving me kind of Jalen Tolbert, Dwayne Eskridge vibes of somebody who gets enough hype to go in the second round. But you know, if you look at the analytics, you look at the fact that they played essentially no competition. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the fact the idea that they'd be able to make a leap from getting 1300 yards at SMU to doing something like that in the NFL is is a big one so so I'm going to avoid Rasheed Rice as well maybe we'll come back to him eventually but I don't want to get caught in a Jalen Tolbert David Bell E. Eskridge Anthony Schwartz situation where you take that receiver just because they were drafted in the second mm-hmm. you know uh, the NFL loves to take speed in the second round, and it rarely translates, at least in my dynasty fantasy experience. Um, Cedric Tillman was going to be my pick. That's a good pick. There are a couple interesting wide receivers later down the board for me, but I think I'm going to... Nothing too exciting for me to take a... I'm, I'm just kind of control effing wide receiver and running back at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> There's um, some interesting running backs. For example, Chase Brown is a sleeper for me. Landing spot uh, going in the early third to the Dolphins is pretty good. Mm-hmm. So that's very interesting. Uh, we've got Kenny McIntosh from Georgia going to the Lions. I don't love that. Uh, yeah, Obviously, then kind of dipping back into that Georgia running back pool in that pool and that situation. Yeah, so I don't see anything super exciting. So for me, I'm going to go upside here. I see Hinton Hooker to the Tampa Bay Bucks, a team without a quarterback. Hinton Hooker, uh, somebody whose talent I really, really like. Loved his tape. Uh, we talked about that in our quarterback episode last week. Interestingly, he's not the next quarterback off the board after Anthony Richardson. The Jets picked Jaron Hall in this mock draft. Yep. Um don't love Jaron Hall, though. I think that's another fool's gold pick, similar to Zach Wilson. Uh, double dipping into BYU seems like an interesting choice for them after that <laughs> didn't work out well for them before. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to steer away from that. But I love Hinton Hooker. I love his experience. I think the Bucks are a great landing spot for him, somewhere where he can come in and be behind maybe a Jacoby Brissett or be in a, in a camp battle with somebody like that. I would not be surprised if this was kind of a real-life scenario here where the Bucks get somebody like Jacoby and then also draft somebody like Hidden Hooker and have a camp battle between those two and Kyle Trask or something like that. So I'm going to go Hidden Hooker just for the upside. Quarterbacks, again, are gold and Dynasty Superflex. Yeah, I, I like the pick there. And I think if Hendon Hooker gets that third-round capital, you know, day two pick, I, w- I would love that even more, you know with the worries of his ACL being an older player going in the 
in day three, a little more concerning. But the fact that he goes to a, a great landing spot, in my opinion, with with the Buccaneers, it's a, a great upside pick in the back of the second here. So now I'm I'm left with with some interesting decisions. Uh, I think in terms of second round players, uh, the only one left here for me that I'm looking at, I like the Luke Musgrave spot. Uh, but I think I'm I'm not going to go tight end. Uh, in third the third round, uh, Chase Brown is someone that I I'm looking at and I like the landing spot because there's not really a running back that scares me. You know Raheem Mostert, uh, Jeff Wilson. I think Chase Brown's a good player. Haven't done my full evaluation on him. He's one of my next players up because. Uh, we do have our running back episode, just a little shameless plug here, that'll be coming out next week. Uh, but uh, I I think if Chase Brown is a guy you were looking at, I think you'll take him here in the second if I leave him. I think I want to get some of my receivers that I like, just to, to shine a little bit of a light on them here. And, you know, when we look back at this, if, if I pick these guys pretty early... And they look really good. Uh, I'll look like a genius. So to make myself <laughs> look good. Uh, I like Rakeem Jarrett in the third round to the uh, Cowboys here. I so, was probably actually going to be my pick over Chase Brown. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, Rakeem Jarrett is a guy that I really liked. Uh, well, I love even, that landing spot to the Cowboys. Too. Yeah, even going into last year. Uh, so right now you've got CeeDee Lamb... Michael Gallup, no one else. And Michael Gallup wasn't, you know, he didn't look great, phenomenal. He was all right, but Rakeem Jarrett going to the Cowboys could step up as the, the receiver two, even the receiver three, if the, the pass game stays like that. You know, it's a, a, a great player in the back of the second to have, in my opinion. I love Rakeem Jarrett's skills. I think he's one of the underrated wide receivers coming into the to, into this NFL draft. I love this landing spot. The Cowboys desperately need pass catching options, so um, love the pick there. Great pick. Some pretty funny landing spots on here. I love the love the Deuce Vaughn pick to the Ravens. They they try the Tyler Beatty experiment again. Yeah. <laughs> Especially after under, go, after going Bijan. Yeah, yeah. After going Bijan, they're going to take another small pass catching exclusive back. Yeah, well, I mean, so I that's, don't. That's interesting. I don't particularly know if you're going to uh, be drafting him, but uh, one of the guys that I really like is Real Abani Kanda. Um, I don't even I, see him on here. Where yeah, did he, he go? He went in the seventh round, I believe, to the Dolphins. Could be uh, so that could be a, a a huge sleeper pick. You know, there could be a big. Obviously, there's not a lot of competition there, but I am going to go the other Dolphins running back that they picked much earlier, Chase Brown. I like yep. Chase Brown is one of my sleeper running backs. Uh, with Rakeem Jarrett off the board, I think that he obviously has much more, much better draft capital than Israel Abanikanda here. Also yeah. goes in the seventh to the Dolphins. Um, I'll take at this point a guy. If I like them both, and actually I haven't watched any Israel about Abanikanda, but I do like Chase Brown. 
going in here, going in the early third to the Dolphins here. Great draft capital. Not a lot of competition in that running back room. So Chase Brown. Yeah. All right. So looking at some of my guys left here, uh, they're either way down in the in the back here. Um, just to shine a name on some of these players. Uh, Jonathan Mingo, receiver at Old Miss, going in the seventh. Um, so definitely not going to take him. Uh, but interesting landing spot. Uh, Jaden Reed has been a guy getting a lot of buzz uh, out of the Senior Bowl. And he goes in the fourth here, top of the fourth to the Cardinals. Uh, and then running backs left. I think the only, the only other one that I have is... Uh, Zach Evans, who went in the fifth to the Titans. So interesting spot there. Yeah. Backing up. That's uh, not a bad landing spot, though. I mean, they've yeah. been kind of drafting quote unquote heir apparents to Derrick Henry in the late in late rounds of drafts for the last few years at this point. None of those have really panned out to be anything, though. I don't like Hassan Haskins at all. I don't. Was not a fan of his sound. He was a back of the third round rookie pick for me, if anything. Um, and I didn't see much from him that was exciting. So, you know, I think a Zach Evans to the Titans pick is interesting. Yeah. So I'm going to round us out here. Final pick of the second round. I will go with Marvin Mims out of Oklahoma. Goes I here. liked that. I saw that landing spot. And really, I, I, I liked that. Yeah. Yeah. Goes here. Roger made that pick. At 109 in the fourth to the Raiders with... Uh, Hunter Renfro, aging, um, also same with uh, Darren Waller. You know, also both were injured last year. You've got Devontae Adams there. Once again, you don't know the quarterback. Could it possibly be Aaron Rodgers? Do they, you know, kind of bo booty call Derek Carr in, in a sense where they're like, oh, could you please come back? We're sorry, we, we screwed up. <laughs> um, or do they try and go go get a quarterback in the draft early? Obviously, they don't do it here, but uh, I like uh, Marvin Mims, one of my last receivers here on the board. That's pretty high up, and uh, the, the landing spot's pretty good. So I'll take Marvin Mims, and that'll round us out. So uh, just, a, like that pick. just a quick little recap here uh, of the, the second round. Um, you've got Sean Tucker, Jalen Hyatt, Dalton Kincaid, Michael Mayer, Kayshawn Boutte, Tank Bigsby, Josh Downs, Cedric Tillman, Hendon Hooker, Rakeem Jarrett, Chase Brown, and then Marvin Mims. So this is a, a fun little exercise. Um, I'll definitely in the YouTube video, leave the link of, of the mock draft database. If you know, anyone watching would like to do this own exercise, it's, it's a really great way to just kind of get the mind stirring and, and see possible landing spots uh, on players that, you know, like Jordan Addison. I love Jordan Addison, but would he be even better if he went somewhere like Tennessee or to Houston as opposed to uh, the Panthers? You know, how, how high or low do they rise and fall based on their landing spots for you? So that's one way to help gauge how much you even like a player. So that'll do it for us here. Hope you enjoyed this little bonus mock draft episode. And uh, we will be back next week 
with our uh, running back, rookie running back breakdowns. So stay tuned for that. That's going to be a great episode. And uh, thanks for watching. Peace out. Thank mm-hmm. you.